All right, this week on AIS Podcast, we are doing a full recap, Mr. Roberto and I, of the Pinnacle Experience put to you, put on by SGC Horizon, a uh, better known pro remodeler, home builder. Uh, really cool conference. This was out in Philly, and this was our first time in Philadelphia, I believe. At least first time, first time in Philly for Roberto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, they put on a great event. There were some really good sponsors there. We had uh, some awesome keynotes. We had a great time at the Phillies game. We also got to see the oldest bar in Philadelphia, which was really cool. But there's better takeaways than just having a good time. And today we wanted to walk through kind of the keynotes that we took away from this and hopefully share some, some nuggets with you guys. So to start it off, I started my note taking with the keynote, Brian. Um, Brian Gottlieb was the first keynote, a uh, friend of the pod. He was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Takeaways. What were your thoughts of that? I didn't, I didn't have many thoughts on that. I feel like a lot of the things that were covered in that keynote were actually covered on your podcast, believe it or not. There were some little nuggets in there that I think were, were, were worthwhile, but truthfully, I would just say, go watch the podcast. You'll get the same, you get the same experience out of it. No. Cut. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Link. <laughs> there, there were a few things uh, in person that he brought up that we didn't really dive into on the podcast. Um, the first was kind of his opener, like the purpose and direction. I thought that was huge. And of course, you know, he, he dropped the, the little gold nugget and then it started to make me think about vision and mission and all these other things. But essentially the purpose of your business, why does this business exist? And having a clear purpose is going to empower your team. And his whole keynote was mostly about levers of influence and empowerment. Sure. And then second was direction. So where's the business going? What should your team be thinking about? What do you want the business to become? And that reminded me of the kind of the, the framework I work through is that your vision has to be big enough to fit the mission and also fit everyone else's why underneath it. Mm -hmm. um, There's a few breakout tables where we talked about that in leadership, but that was my first takeaway was one, Brian is an incredible leader that he's done. He's done some really great things in the industry, but having a clear purpose and a clear direction is something I think could be sure. Shameless plug aside for AIS. Sorry, I had to just do that there. Um, I, my favorite thing that he talked about was actually hiring for culture versus hiring for the talent, right? Yep. Which I, I really Not loved. He had those, too. he had those 11 behaviors of top performing managers, um, which I thought was good insight to have as far as somebody that's been through what we've been, th what we're going through and what any builder is going through. Um, to me, that was probably my most valuable takeaway from that. Yeah. In the simplicity in it, like if you're hiring good people, you're gonna have a good business. You know, and it's sure. becoming that training organization, you know, having the, your cornerstone in training, career development, education, um, process iteration and refining those processes and really like building a process around your team. Mm -hmm. And well, in the reinforcement that our, our, you could say our culture or our trade skill is dying, right? It's a dying industry, dying trade. We've known that for a long time and then to hear it hitting these larger companies even now that they're struggling with it too. And they're shifting their perspective to, we need to train yeah. people to actually have these talents and these skills that are going to allow society to still flourish. Cause I'm going to quote my boy JP here, but if your plumbing fails tomorrow, we all turn into to monkeys again, <laughs> right? You go to flush that toilet and it comes the other direction. Believe me, you're not going to be the same person. Chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. <laughs> and Lord knows we need, we need plumbers, right? So, so talking about the, the, the train, think like a training org, his ether model of hire for ethical, trainable, hungry, energetic, and reliable people. And 
really with those type of, let's say, core values or, or just values of that, that individual you're hiring, you can't really go wrong, right? Those hit, you know, all the boxes for me. I would agree. The next thing was managers need a checklist. I thought that was, that was an interesting start to that. <laughs> and <laughs> we laugh because we have so many freaking checklists. And sometimes when they're not used, it's like, I think we have a checklist that says, have you checked the checklist? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is just a, a Y or an N. Check yeah, the box, yeah. please. Wait, you made it to this checklist? Have you checked the other checklist before this checklist to make sure you got the checklist? And then don't, don't forget the SOP on how to read the checklist. Sure. Yeah, we well, back to the ether thing. I think if you have people that have ether, I think checklists become exciting, right? For those yeah. kinds of people, right? They'll actually use them. Dude, whenever he said ether, though, I always thought of a Thor Dark World. It has the ether and Natalie Portman gets injected with it. And then I don't know when I think of ether, I think of drinking. <laughs> That's absinthe. I don't know. I just think of the it ether. takes you to the I ether. Just, I just want the ether. <laughs> Give me the ether. <laughs> so in that managers need a checklist um, section, uh, you talked about the differentiators between a leader and a manager. And I thought this was cool. And sometimes leaders need to have their manager hat on and vice versa. Managers need to be leaders of their teams as well. But leaders drive change. And I think that was a really good way of just summarizing the core purpose of a leader. You're driving change. I also think there's inspiration in there. There's motivation in there. There's training in there. But then the manager navigates the day-to-day -day and iterates. He implements and tests and huh? really manages the day-to-day -day activities. He's the one that's updating those SOPs. He's iterating those SOPs. He's handing those down, refining them with his team, mm -hmm. uh, doing the training. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a good... Uh, just a good word flow of like how to differentiate a leader from a manager. Sure. Because a lot of times um, it could be, you can convolute the two. Sure. Yeah. Well, you expect your, you expect your manager to be a leader of a position. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't think it's the same thing. No. Right. Well, and it also kind of reminded me of another entrepreneur I talked to who said, are you advocating for your employee or are you letting them be autonomous? Mm -hmm. Right. So like, does every key decision that has to happen, you have to advocate for them and you have to like be a part of it mm -hmm. or is it autonomous, right? Do they have the freedom to make that decision in their position and have the freedom to fail and learn mm -hmm. or have the freedom to earn that success and, and feel the gratitude of that? Sure. Um, so that was cool too. Yeah. So I'll, I'm going to run down the 11 behaviors of top performing managers. This was kind of the last, one of the last slides um, in his deck. Number one, they are an effective coach and mentor. Number two, leads with the team vision statement. Number three, practices empowerment. Four, communicates effectively. Five, is KPI focused and accountable to those KPIs. Discusses performance and career development. Keeps a learning mindset. Collaborates with other business units. Embraces continual process improvement. Praises performance publicly. And he ain't wrong for long. And I loved that one. Well, last. That's one was my favorite. You can be wrong, but don't be wrong for long. That was, uh, that was probably one of my favorite parts of that. Well, you have to be able to correct, right? And accept correction, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, back to the, to the ether. I can't, what's the H stand for again? can't remember. I didn't write that one down. I have to go back real quick. The H is hungry. 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 So if you're hungry, right, that means you're hungry for more knowledge. It means you're hungry to be better. It means you're not going to be wrong because inherently if you're wrong, you're just comfortable being hungry. Yep. Not, and not hungry in the good way. Not I mean, hungry. hungry. I mean, hungry like broke. Yeah. <laughs> Another good point is, you know, and he, he mentioned this on the podcast was the leaders understand the echo of their voice. Leaders sure. never have a bad day. 
Um, your team is going to feed off the energy that you're putting out there. Sure. So if you're pissed off, you're not going to be approachable. If you're in a good mood, you're always empowering and you're positive, people are going to want to you know, work with you. And I think that's sure. just a good rule for life. Yeah, in general. Yeah. yeah. His closing thoughts. Down on the people. Culture is a powerful point of differentiation, which is huge. The lowest level of acceptable behavior defines your culture. That, I took that personally. That attacked me because we've allowed some things in our business to happen that are just not appropriate. And without really having a precedent set, because at the end of the day, anything that's appropriate or just like, just, just, that's just, well, just not, just not how it should be done. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. just, I mean, and the only things that happen in your business are the things you allow to happen in your business. And we've allowed, you know, it happens. And then who you started this damn thing to try and help people. Right. And so we all, we're always giving people the benefit of the doubt. And unfortunately I think, as yeah. business owners, I think that Three was some rehabs of our own and a couple negligence. Vehicles later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our own negligence was we we let people abuse our our kindness. I think just we we're just a little naive. I think it's still we did really good things for people, but we did get burned in the long run. We've been robbed. We've been we got robbed on this trip. By the way, we actually did get robbed. <laughs> we got we got, last <laughs> conference we went to. We got robbed. Every time we leave, we get we leave, every time robbed. we leave, we get robbed. Suppose they said you're going to go to Philly, you're going to get robbed, and we thought so. We showed up ready to fight. In Philly, and then turn around, and apparently Philly went to home and robbed yeah. us here. So in a really nice neighborhood, <laughs> a really nice neighborhood. And then the last one was who you hire and who you promote is who your business becomes. I agree with that as well. That's true. Yeah, I do agree with that. Point yeah. <clears throat> So I was on uh, a panel for tech and construction with a friend, Logan Schinholster. Uh, we also had Rilla Voice and Builder Prime, which is CRM, and. That went pretty well. We talked a lot about AI and the implications it might have. Um, and ironically, I don't think we truly know the implications yet because there's just so many different ways it could be iterated mm-hmm. uh, in your business. But that was fun. That was a good experience for me. I had a good time up there talking. Um, no, I think there were some good insights there. I think it's good that people are paying attention to what technology is doing in the industry, right? Well, we Did were you like the that? youngest dudes at that conference. We so were. Hand- we were probably, we were like probably the, yeah, whippersnappers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's the way the world's going, right? And again, back to training the youth. Like if you're going to train the youth, you can't train them in an old school way of like, yeah. hey, show up to the job site three hours early. Like we were trained, right? It's, it's a different life now, right? It has to be digital, um, which is one of my cool notes. Like one of the things I took away from it is one contractor there actually links training manuals to schedule items throughout the day mm-hmm. on the project, right? So you're going to come in and frame as a refresher for whoever's going into frame. Here's the training. Uh, another contractor had something called the boss book, which I really liked it, but it was the book of standards they mm, called it their boss book I like that. So just standard building practices. This is what we do. And then linking those individual building practices to the specific item that's happening for the day to ensure that we achieve the same consistency throughout, as well as being able to train those individuals to be of one mind. Cause yeah. I mean, as a team, we're, we're glorified. <laughs> oh. ah, throw the hammer on it. Cut. <laughs> uh, we're glorified. Uh, event planners. And yeah. I mean, everybody needs to speak and the therapists. same languages. And it, and when they don't, I mean, you create dysfunction and disorder and uh, chaos yeah. in the team. So limiting that, that was, that was what I was really excited about was stuff like that. Which was in the tech side, we talked mostly of like out of the box, bolt on solutions for existing processes. But when you're looking at something like that, that's like an interactive training manual. Like there, there are some out of the box solutions like trainual. You know, where like it can take it or whale IO. Sure. That was one. Um, but to get that in depth, we really need to develop 
I think any contractor at that level needs to develop their own software. And one cool guy, Wesley Crockett, he was on a tech panel uh, specifically for design build. And he went about developing his own softwares. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's on my list to, to hunt and stalk and track down because I want to talk to him this, yeah. this next week about that. Mm-hmm. All right. I had my breakout session. I know you had a really good breakout session. I liked mine. Mine was more, uh, it was with Logan. And I never met him in person, but we've had a lot of Zoom calls and talked in the past. So I really just kind of wanted to have some face-to-face with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually ironically going through a similar situation in our sales teams. But my biggest takeaway was a question. And it's how do you get people to an ideal outcome while still having the freedom for them to create and break the existing processes? It's a good question. It's a good question. So and what I, was his answer? Well, <laughs> no, that was the question I left with after the session. Oh, oh we oh, mostly oh, just oh, talked oh, back oh, and oh. forth about a little bit about marketing, a little about sales. Um, yeah. Tell me about your breakup. You had a lot of notes and I saw the recap you emailed me. Yeah. It was really well, good. Thankfully for Joey and Joey actually ends up being local. He, he lives in Philadelphia now, but he's actually from Stockton, just about an hour, 45 minutes north of us. Um, and he took very detailed notes throughout if anybody knows me, I'm awful at notes. I just write down the things that really stick out um, or names because I forget them. Uh, but the essential part of it mostly was just around managing people. Um, I think if I were to go through all the notes here, I think I probably could take up 30 to 45 minutes of talking about it. Um, thankfully for whoever was supposed to be after me didn't show up. So I actually got to talk to Joey instead of uh, 20 minutes. I got to speak to them for almost an hour. Nice. Which is, which is a lot. So there's, there's a lot to unpack here, but, um, essentially just digging back into the issues kind of in a way, scaling back, going back to that training method of really trying to get individuals on the same team, right? Make sure you have the right people on the bus. Um, I think it would be the best way to probably summarize that. Mm-hmm. And if he watches this, Joey, you're going to have to forgive me. I'm sure I'm butchering your name, but it's Joey Willett, I think is how you say it or Willite or Willie, Willie Height. I Forgive me, I'm butchering your name, but from Bell, Bellwether Design Build in Philadelphia. And he has some awesome awards. He's very well educated. Um, he brought up some interesting points, too, about actually doing, like, outside training as a contractor. So having people, um, having implementers for EOS, mm-hmm. um, which is something we haven't done yet. Um, and also bringing up outside training for individuals, which is something we haven't done yet either. Um, because there's a potential issue with us constantly training our employees that what we're saying is has become numb, yeah. right? It's, it's on, it's falling on deaf ears now at this point. So just some interesting tactics. I think that he took stuff that he had, again, I think the key takeaway from this whole thing is we got to enter, we got to speak with contractors that have been going through stuff we've been doing for three to five years. You know, they've been doing it for 30 years and the solutions and the problems that they ran into and how can we implement those to get ahead faster. Um, so those are some of the key takeaways that I had. Which I would was, say we made, fun. we made some good connections to accelerate growth. I would say, and growth, not just in financial sense. As far, I would say, my biggest takeaway is the, the leadership growth that we both can take away from this. Um, it makes me really want to dive into, I haven't dove back into a high impact tools for teams from the Strategizer series. Yeah, I've been more in the value proposition design phase with a Moonbound and everything, but I would love to hop back into that book and get a few frameworks and some, some exercises for our individual teams to really grow and, and uh I also think a good team book would be that five dysfunctions of a team and doing that as a company book or something like that. I think, I think that'll be one. Um, there's a book that I want to, I want to revisit with that we had talked about independently, which was, um, 
forgive me. I'm looking at his very detailed notes. It was the Peter principle from good to great um, or, and the Packard's law in chapter three mm -hmm. talking about, you know, trying to scale responsibly essentially, um, which is a book I have read, but he recommended I go back and check it out just to make sure. And then another book who, uh, which is for strategies on how to hire smart and basically have a sourcing plan for those employees. Yeah. Um, and then another, another thing called the Kaizen. Um, it's a Kaizen process. Uh, it was something for trying to, trying to get sales to production tight. He, he, he lamented that he had the same problem with getting designed to production. Uh, I think it was a pretty common issue from people I talked to as well. It's a common issue for everybody. Yeah. And I think everybody just at the end of the day, it's because it's again, custom. What we do is custom. I think the pro there is no one size fit all process. It's mm -hmm. going to be what is your process that works for well, speaking you. Speaking of that, the cope method. Um, cope. Yes, Michael Anschel. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Mr. Very Anschel. Very intelligent cool individual. Yeah. I'm excited to, to talk with him later. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really smart cookie. Yeah. He was. And a ironically, great we were doing that, just not as exhausted on the breakdown for uh, actual gross profit allocation. Sure. Well, he'd been he's been estimating for thirty, 30 some odd years. Yeah. He's thirty years. He's thirty year thirtieth year in business this year, yeah. and he he came up with a solution that we have for estimating for transparency to make sure that our clients are seeing exactly what's going on behind the curtain. He came up with that a similar process to ours eight to nine years ago and has since refined it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was it's it's hilarious because that was a direction we were already going as well. Yeah. So again, back to that, you know, meeting these contractors have been doing this for so long. We're going to be able to sidestep a lot of those Dude. problems yeah. and implement their solutions sooner. And it, we had to sit down with Michael. And it, the coolest thing about I think all of this is that these individuals that are at this um, that are at this event, they're they're not know it alls. Um, they're really truly here for the betterment of the construction industry. Um, because I, I had, I had told Michael that the goal of this is that obviously I take your system, right? You're, you're kind enough to share this with me. I'm going to go and implement it and I'm going to call you in a year and say, I spun it this way and I got 2% more return. I got 5% better close, right? Mm -hmm. Like this happened here, this happened here, try this, try that, change this language, change this here. Mm -hmm. And we're actually gonna grow together as an industry. Um, which I think going forward together is way, way better than going forward alone. Yeah. In any industry, especially with your team, so. Yep, 100% agree. Well, any closing, closing words? Um, no, I, I honestly think it was a phenomenal event. Um, I think they did a really good job connecting individuals in the construction industry to other like-minded individuals. I'd agree. It's, it's something that you don't get to see often. It's hard. You get a lot of, uh, a lot of people that are hoorah and aren't really there, you know, it was a lot more nuts change. and bolts than other conferences in the industry. And I think the breakouts with the, the specialist, the little 20 minute breakouts, I think that was very valuable. Um, especially giving the, the attendees the freedom to kind of pick and choose where they think their weakness is and then talk to a, an industry expert on that issue. Mm -hmm. um, that was very unique. I haven't really seen that. I've been in round tables. I've been in, you know, obviously front of the room type seminars and, and keynotes. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was unique. I thought that was very valuable. I would say that we're lucky we have each other. Should we touch hands? Is that right? Yeah, it's okay. Okay. For the camera, for the tube. Uh, <laughs> but most of these guys are single entrepreneurs, right? Like they're alone in their business and we both know how lonely entrepreneurship can be and how stressful it could be. This is invigorating, uh, to be in a room of people who want to help you 
Yeah, I think it's very refreshing. It's invigorating. It, uh, it lights that fire. It keeps you going. And I think that is something that most people should do every quarter or so. Yeah, I think you should definitely revisit revisit with your leadership team. I actually had an opposite perspective of that. Most of the people I met were co owners or business partners, really, or actual or actual just employees of the company that were there. Surprisingly, there was a lot, dude, freaking Boa. Yeah, Boa was like uh, Boa was huge. Yeah, and yeah. I got to meet the co owner, which was cool. Right, got to like hundred million, something like that. I have no idea what the revenue. I had one of their salespeople right. at one of our breakouts, and I want to say it was, she's like eighty or hundred million or something like that. And I was like, huge. Yeah, no, their their design packages were. Were some were almost the size of our average job size. Yeah, some of these they projects. dominate the DC metro. Area. They're 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 pretty they're a pretty cool contractor. Um, but yeah, I, I it's ironic that you say it like that. But I do agree. You do need to make sure that you, whoever your team is that you're involved with, you need to meet with them at a minimum. I would say quarterly, um, ideally monthly. And if you have, no, I'm talking about going to these conferences. Oh, going to the conferences. Oh, the oh, I thought you were talking. Meet, I thought no, you're talking no, 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 meet, no. Meet, we meet, meet the with team. your business partner. Yeah, conferences, yeah. I would say a minimum once a year. Ideally, you go quarterly. I would say if you could do yeah. quarterly, quarterly. It's invigorating as a business owner. Yeah. Absolutely invigorating as a business yeah, owner. We have another one coming up in January. I'm excited about. Yeah, that one's going to be that one's gonna be tight. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. Yeah. Well, that does it. So if you're looking to do, what are you talking about, David? I got producer Dave. Producer Dave is going to shoot me a message. Say I'm going to say thank you. I, I appreciate it for remodeling, for all that. Um <laughs> We're not cutting this. This is go. This is going on. I'll leave it on. This, this, this is, is way longer this than is 15 authentic. minutes. This is authentic. And we still have to do our closing video. This is way longer a, than 15 minutes. I have a sales meeting in 15 minutes, so we got to button it up. Let's just keep talking. Let's keep talking. Um, oh, no, I'm going to close this up. Okay. <laughs> so thank you to Pro Remodeler. That was an awesome event. Uh, great value there. Uh, you guys really treated your attendees well, and all the speakers were great. Um, looking forward to next year. Yeah. Can't wait. We're going to be there again. Women's conference. We're sending girls there, too. Yeah. Yeah, they do have a women's conference. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Kate, you're not going. <laughs> <laughs> Kate's, Kate's in the room. Kate's our office administrator. She might end up going. I don't know. We'll see. She has school. She has school. Yeah. Okay. If you call out if to you, school to go to that quit, conference. Yeah. If you quit college. I've been telling you to drop out college for a year now. Deal. Deal. It is in Nashville. Ah. <laughs> Never mind. There you go. Look at that. You heard okay. it here. You heard it's it here not a vacation pay for the year. But. Not a vacation All pay. All right. For the year. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>